Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Alicia and Dr. Chris. And uh, today we are going live on Facebook and on YouTube. And um, we want to talk about a really interesting topic. Um, and before we get started, uh, I just want to say, introduce myself for people who don't know who I am. I am Dr. Alicia Watkins. I am a social worker, a therapist, a college professor, uh, an author, a writer, and pretty soon I'm going to be an international speaker, Chris. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm I got, about. yeah, so I got, I, I, I do little stuff, you know, and, um, but this, but it's all like great learning experience for me. So anyway, I got um, in the works of talking about doing a discussion with voice about um, in Canada. So Black Canada, uh, had, there's a group of people in Black Canada who really want to hear what we have to say about relationships and so forth. And I want to introduce everybody to my really good friend from college. Her name is Chris, Dr. Dr. Chris. She's double Dr. Chris, by the way. She has two PhDs. Did anybody know anybody crazy enough to have two PhDs? <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, Chris, Chris, you have a PhD in clinical psychology, which yes. doesn't, doesn't surprise me because we met in college in, and you're a psych major and I was a psych major and... We met in this minority research program in one summer, and you have just been like, I, I think about you a lot, even though we don't talk as much as I'd love for us to, but you know, she has a, a PhD in clinical psych and also a PhD in industrial organizational psychology. Good grief. Yes. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you get to Oh, no. I will, I will tell you at the end, it was rewarding, but yeah, I had that question about myself several times. <laughs> oh my God. So I am Dr. Alicia and you are Dr. Dr. Chris. So girl, that's <laughs> what doctor is enough, right? You know, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're equal. Oh, that is so funny. But anyway, um, I wanted to um, have us talk about because We've been talk we we have really good conversations and um, I wanted to talk to you about because I asked you I said Chris have you heard of this guy he's like a relationship guru and his name is Derek Jackson and you said no I haven't heard of him so no. my immediate reaction is oh let me tell you what's going on with him and you know it's just. I love the internet and I love Facebook and I love social media. Since I've been hanging around with my husband, um, he's introduced me to a whole world of social media. And it's something that I never in a million years would ever think I would even participate in. I never, let me tell you how far away from social media I was, Chris. I, I was so busy having babies and trying to get tenure. I okay. forgot, let me tell you, I forgot the password to my Facebook page. <laughs> Not only yes. that, but I forgot the password to the email address that my Facebook page was connected to. So I, when I first got on Facebook, I remember like being Boyce's Facebook friend, right? So I created this account, followed Boyce on Facebook. Uh, this was back in 2008, right? Didn't think mm -hmm. anything, never checked the page, forgot everything. 
And so later on, like usually throughout the years, I've known boys 30 years now. So throughout the years, like if I want to get a hold of him or find out how he's doing, I never would think to go on social media. I never thought to even create an Instagram page or anything else like that. So I just, the world of social media and the internet is, is somewhat very, I'm green to the whole thing. And so anyway, it wasn't until like we started dating that I became Facebook friends with him because when you forget the password, you just have to just create a new Facebook page. So I was like, wow, he's got a lot of followers on Facebook. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on, why he was so popular in this black space. Clueless about it because he was just my friend Boyce because when we met, he wasn't even Dr. Boyce. But anyway. I remember, yes. It was crazy. So this whole thing, this whole social media arena is something that was like so new to me. And as I'm exploring it, I started noticing that there was a lot of people doing therapy or like presenting themselves like an expert guru on relationships and mm. all of these things. Chris, these people do not have the credentials. <laughs> mm, I know. And it's people like Derek Jackson. Have you ever heard of Kevin Samuels? No, I haven't heard of him either. Okay. Let me tell you, that's a conversation we'll have later. But so it's all these people, they have, they have like, they have really interesting practical kind of like anecdotal things about relationships. But in terms mm -hmm. of like having the formal training, like, you know, understanding the psychology of human behavior, there's a theory to it. There's a whole body of language, a body of yes. knowledge about it. There's like yes. all these things about what, how to help people, how to help yes. people get along with other people. There's an entire body of information and research. And I'm not saying that uh, practical experience and anecdotal stuff is like, you can't rely on that, but it's so biased that you have to check your biases along the way, right? Because you can get in the middle of, and we know about transference and counter-transference. Like it's the help, the helping profession, there's theories attached to Absolutely. helping people. And there's yes. things that work and things that don't work. Absolutely. So we know this, right? We did we know in this, this area. <laughs> right? We know this because we were in the program. Yeah. They taught it's, us this stuff. They taught us this stuff. So and I will say it, one more thing, Alicia. Like, you know, people can be like, oh, it's a theory. But that's the thing, is like what we then learned was about how these theories have been validated or not validated or proven through research. Like maybe it was good for this uh group of people, but we learn how, oh, this is the way it needs to be tweaked for other group of people. Yes, there's always caveats. There's always, mm. that's why it's a theory. It's not a fact yet. It's a theory and applies to these people. So there's a science to this, right? That's what makes us uh, licensed professionals. We do all these things. So here we have this gentleman who is super popular. And actually I followed him on Facebook. His name is Derek Jackson. And he gets on there. And by the way, I was like really impressed with him because he didn't have a degree, but he had really sound advice. 
And I really enjoyed a lot of his advice. So one thing that uh, Derek Jackson would do is, um, you know, he would get on there and he would say, hey, everybody. And he would have a conversation and he would talk about, um, you know, relationship advice. And he focused a lot of his attention to men. And, um, and he focused a lot of his attention to women and understanding, understanding women and saying, you have to treat women like a queen. You have to treat people right. So a lot of his, a lot of his discussions on Facebook and even on YouTube, it really, it was sound, pretty sound, but a lot of people like boys would watch him and boys would say, oh my God, he's pandering to women. And he did that a lot. So mm. that was one of the criticisms of him. So anyway, come to find out, he's got like millions of people who follow him. He does these live events and there's a room full of women. By the way, you got to see a picture of him, Chris. He is like, he looks like he lives at the gym. <laughs> he is oh, super, okay. He is eye candy. Like, okay. All right. So, All right. so right. And he's like, you know, hey, ladies. If he doesn't respect your body and respect who you do, you don't need to deal with that. Like he would talk and he would give you like bedroom eyes when he mm. <laughs> so you see his little podcast or whatever. He would give you these really bedroom eyes and stuff. So mm -hmm. he did. So I see Eric. Welcome, Eric. Eric is like he told women what they wanted to hear. He did. So no accountability when it comes to like women also need to hold up their end of the bargain. But it was all uh, basically. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine that advice this one-sided? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, as a matter of fact, shoot, that's what I've encountered with people when you try to talk about, hey, you know, have you thought about couples counseling? They're like, oh, I don't want to go to couples counseling. That female therapist or that male therapist is going to side with one or the other. And it's like, nah, it don't work that way. We're trained. We're trained. We don't, We're trained. We know yeah. how to not do that. That is so, that, so yeah. Yeah, no, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, like, yeah, no, no. That's, that's one of the things I think that is a, a flag from the beginning. If you're listening yeah. to someone and they're not, they, they have some kind of bias or they're leaning one way or the other, mm, you might want to think about where they're coming from, right? Like, do they really know the background? Because our role as therapists, is not to be is is to watch our biases. I mean, we're trained, right, Alicia? We train from the beginning. We yeah. do not. We have to be aware of those biases, and we have to know exactly when those biases may be creeping in when we're helping other people. That is so interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what we. It's so fascinating because I teach the practice one courses at my university, and it's the very first semester for a lot of students who want to become therapists. And the very first thing I talk about is the biases. And you yes. have to be always check them and you have to be aware that you're not interfering. Yes. And you have to be open to the fact that you have unconscious biases. Yes. Which may be the case. You know, the, this, this person may be very, very much uh, have great intentions, but not realizing his bias. And, and it's so fascinating. It's because it's because it's so unconscious. And because I know that this is happening, I pay for my own supervision. <laughs> you okay. know what? Well, I go and I talk to 
my mentor every every time we meet and I'm like, hey, I'm dealing with this client situation. What am I missing? How am I doing? So I get someone else to kind of supervise me so that they can check to see, okay, wait, what, what's going on here? So I pay for somebody to make sure that my biases don't get in the way of helping other people. Yeah. So yes. anyway, so this relationship guru, Derek Jackson. So now I've painted the picture for you. My introduction to Jerry Jackson, how he's, I followed him on Facebook. I watched some of his stuff. I thought it was really interesting. And I was a little, I personally was a little biased in his favor because he graduated from Tuskegee. Hello. Okay. Yes. I was born there and my dad taught there <laughs> for 40 years or whatever. His whole academic career, he taught at that university. So I had a bias because I said, oh, here he is from Tuskegee. Oh, you know, he's not he's he's not trained, but I, I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt anyway. Exactly. So there was one day and of course, Boyce was kind of grumbling under his breath about he's just one sided, <laughs> you know. So anyway, <laughs> so I he does this video where his um it was almost like he did the whole video and his crotch was in the video <laughs> are you serious okay he's yes. really trying to okay right, he's trying okay. to get the women so i screenshotted this and i sent it to boys and i was like i'm done with him you know that just kind of <laughs> i was like i don't want to look at your crotch while i'm no. while i'm scrolling on facebook so no no not professional that I mean, not again, professional yeah, that was, a red, that was a red flag, right? Mm-hmm. Chris, get a load of this. This man, come to find out a few years ago, he was married, mm. never posting his wife anywhere, but he mm. was married, he had children, and he was sleeping around with all of these women, Chris. Oh, wow. So, and it uh, got out. <laughs> so he was treating his own wife. Mm. The very thing that he was warning women to watch mm. out for in men. Mm, mm, mm. I couldn't believe it. So at this point, I'm all like, what is going on? And it's, you know, it's not, I don't want to talk about him to kind of gossip about him. Right. But I really want to bring this out about how all of the things, you know, it's so funny how your defense mechanism <laughs> deals with your guilt. For real. Right? Yes. Yes. Excellent illustrations. Mechanism. Yes. Because mm -hmm. yes. he was doing all of the things and participating in all of the hurt. Can you imagine mm. how hurt this lady mm -hmm. is? Yeah, we, I can. Mm -hmm. And when it got out that he was sleeping with all these different women and that actually he was married and come to find out he was cheating on her and blah, blah, mm. blah. They decide to, both of them together, they decide to go to record a video where they kind of, he kind of confesses that he had cheated and that he had rededicated himself to his marriage. Now, personally, I thought that was beautiful because so many men don't take accountability for their own behavior. And he goes on live, he finally shows his wife 
and who oh. finally like, we're going to keep our family together. Yes, I did this. I mean, he was very open and honest, Chris. You should have seen the video. It was really interesting. Very open and honest. Talking about how he is really, he's, he's, then he had nerve talk about Jesus, girl. He had nerve mm. religious oh. and bring Jesus oh. into it. I said, what Jesus got to do with this? So he brings okay. Jesus into it. And it's so interesting how the mind really operates when you're doing sinister stuff. So she gets on there and she's totally 100% in support of her husband. And she was wow. like, and you know, so she, they got, he got kind of like humiliated a little bit online, but, um, but it, he seemed to kind of bounce back from a lot of it because you know, he's confessing his love for his wife, rededicating himself to his marriage. All of these wonderful things were happening. She had totally yes. forgave him. And wow, that's good. I had, I was, I thought it was really, um, I thought it was really Amazing. beautiful in yeah. a way. But the only thing was that here he is, he's this eye candy and she's up there with her hair in a bonnet. Oh. And she had oh. this big, big rim glasses on and she was kind of giving us like, I don't know, it was some strange, there was something, you could tell from the video that there was something not right with her psychologically. And so mm. at this time I'm all into it. And Boyce was like, Alicia, you should come on and talk about it from a therapist's point of view, what we can learn from this. So I'm giving my, you know, my therapist talk and I'm talking about how, you know, women who are deceived and the effects of infidelity. And I mean, all of these things that happen psychologically. And one thing that I was that I said at the time and that I still believe today that for a lot of women, especially religious women, they yes. feel, first of all, us as a society, we are um, us as a society, we believe we tie our identity so closely to being a wife and a mother. Yeah. And it's almost like that's all you are, a wife and a mother, and then everything else comes second. So when something like this exactly. happens that shatters, you know, your whole existence, because infidelity and the way that he was doing it, and the fact that we now know that, um, you know, he was videotaping, we now know he was videotaping all of this stuff and, and she was watching it. Oh my God. So let me, mm. I, I don't even want to get, let me tell the whole story. So I'm talking about this and I'm talking about it that, you know, especially religious women and women in general, and this is a cultural thing. It's our mm -hmm. job to preserve the family, to keep the family together. Yes. 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 And this Historically, all, that's our social role, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, but you were saying and it's all no no go ahead you were, say more about that well I mean you know um, whether we like it or not okay the the reality is is evolution has led to certain strengths and weaknesses beyond the gender roles that women and men have and I believe because of you know generations before this. And, and the roles that women had from, from the beginning of human time, you know, women have certain strengths about, you know, community, family, um, that, that 
then translate into skills or manifest the skills like communication, multitasking, mm-hmm. yeah. um, organization, um, you know, those kinds of things uh, that, and then the men have their own, you know, they, they have their roles and their strengths as well. Um, you know, they, they were the, the, uh, the provider, right? You know, yes. back in the day, if we want to take it back in the way back in the day, right? They were the ones that went and fetched the food, hunted for us. Because I don't know about you, Alicia, but I wasn't trying to kill no animals. I mean, I know yes. I'm hungry. I might be hungry. <laughs> but back in the day, that wasn't me. And so, you yeah. know, um, I think there's some respect even uh, that that I have personally that goes beyond just traditional gender roles, even though may, they may align with such, because we each, men and women, yeah. have our roles that we're strength. We have strengths. We have strengths within our roles that we play. But go ahead. Go that ahead. is so true. Yeah, because women are, I mean, in a sense, when it's your, it's your job to preserve the relationship for the sake of the entire family, right? And you think about the power differential where you're a homemaker and your husband is bringing in the money and you're dependent on this financially and it's part of your status. That's what I was thinking. Like it's your status as a woman here. I am a wife and a mom and I'm, I'm, I'm steeped in the word of the gospel, right? Because she's quoting Bible quotes. Okay. Right. Which, yes. which was relevant back then. But things have changed. Right. Things have evolved. Things and have we evolved. Trans- we need to translate it. You can't be literal. Yes. You know, when was, you know, things were written back in the day as a guide that I think the ex, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the expectation is that there is some evolution or some that evolving that happens just like with all creatures, with human beings. And we're at this place now, especially based on need. I mean, Alicia, did we not have a need, especially among those of us who were lower socioeconomic status? Yes. You can't just go on one man, the the man's going to work and the woman's going to say, that was not an option. Mm-hmm. And I think even more so today in today's world, that's not an option even beyond the low low SES, right? Even beyond, that's like most people, you got a two-person working home. Now, that's what right. does that do to the gender roles? Well, what it does is that women are tired because we're working oh. alongside men. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're working, we're going out working, but we're coming home and we carry on a lot of the responsibilities for raising children. So that's, that's right. what kind of happens. And we are just, and, and to do that, to preserve the relationship in that way, we have to hide how we really feel. And um, no matter how we've been wronged by our husbands, we have to kind of suck it up for the entire family. So that that's was right. kind of the message. That was the message that I think I saw in that interview. Okay, so Interesting. anyway, they go off into the sunset. Derek Jackson, he's still creating videos. He's still doing his thing, right? Eventually, I think he took that video down because it, it sparked a whole lot of debate. The, 
the uh, a lot of debate online. Very interesting learning. I thought it was a good learning teaching tool, you know, for all of us to kind of like see. Yes. Okay. So right now, as we speak, there are snippets of an interview and her name is Danaya. Her name is Danaya. His name is Derek, right? Apparently, okay. there are snippets of an interview from her. And let me tell you something. It's a visual interview. The last time we saw her or last time I saw her, she had this bonnet on with these big old glasses. She's doing this interview with uh, Dear Future Wifey podcast. And it's a tell-all interview, girl. She does a tell-all mm. interview. I haven't seen the entire interview. So this is... This in the, the initial thing about him cheating on her that came out years a couple of years ago during the pandemic. Now, just as we speak, the past couple of days, she decides that she does this. In, she gets on and she does a tell-all interview with a guy from Dear Future Wifey podcast, and she starts telling everything because apparently now they're divorced. Oh, she coming out with the truth. Okay. She's coming out with the real deal. And real by the way, she's absolutely beautiful in this interview. You wouldn't even think it was the same person. She lost those glasses. She took off that bonnet. Oh, she's got this. Okay. <laughs> See, I know bonnet on. I was like, girl, blink twice if you need somebody to protect, save you, right? She right, takes off the right. bonnet. She takes everything off. And she does these series. She does an interview. And this man... um, I don't know his name, but Dear Future Wifey podcast, he is is releasing snippets of the interview. And I think you have to subscribe or something to see the whole interview. I'm not certain how to do it. I, again, I'm so new to social media. I'm not quite certain. But I do with I really would like to see all of it just to see what you can pull out of that. And yes, me too. She, she one of the things she talked about in this little because he's releasing like two minute snippets of this interview. She gets on there and she says that she says a whole bunch of things. But one of the things she said was that she knew all along that he was cheating. Oh, not only did she know he was cheating, but she was there when the women were coming in and out of the house. No. Yes, Chris. And, okay, wait. So that was okay with that was it, okay with her. It wasn't okay with her, but she just knew it. Mm. She just knew what was going on. And so my question is, what was the dynamics that she didn't feel she could express her dissatisfaction with that? With what That's, was going on with in her own home, by the way. Well, she talked about how it totally broke her down and it made her so depressed, Chris, that she was oh. became that she was thinking about suicide, Chris. It was oh. the saddest interview. I was like, oh my God, this girl, this lady. She said it broke her down so much that she was because she had children. Right. And she said the yep. women, the women were coming in and out. And she said it, it, what was interesting was that there would be so many women coming in and out that he would be backed up because he would be he would take too long. 
Why do we need to know this level of information? I don't know, but it would take true, too long. True, true. It would take too long, and women would get backed up. And I promise you, I bet you he was. I don't know. He didn't say this, but it sounds as if with all those women coming in, I bet he was sleeping with them all at once, probably, and probably his wife wow. included was thrown in there. I just got that sense from the interview that all these people were kind of thrown in, but. That was what was fascinating about the whole thing was that she could see it and it just, it destroyed her. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say a caveat because, you know, there are couples out there that have open relationships. Mm -hmm. That is an agreement between both the man and the woman together. Uh Yeah. This does not sound like an agreement. If she was dissatisfied and then didn't feel like she can voice her concerns, her dissatisfaction, like I said, about it. Like, I mean, honestly, real talk, I'm like, what if she went and did the same thing? How that Interesting. Goes? Yeah, or if she Not did, that I she mean... would, because you don't want to make things worse for the children, for the family. But, you know... I do, I do have to go there. Like, is, is this something, you know, was he trying to have an open relationship for real, for real and forgot to have a conversation with her and she could do the same thing. And then, you know, cause that conversation would also encompass that discussion about how this impacts the children. What are the boundaries? You know, what is safe for you? What is safe for me? So that she wouldn't be in that place of feeling like she's just in a corner, like no voice, no concerns. You know, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, no voice, no way to voice her concerns. Um, You know, like, I don't know. Doesn't seem like that's the case. Doesn't seem like it's the case. And I think your dog agrees with us. <laughs> your dog's like, yes. She I'm <laughs> she sorry. Does. She sure does. She, she, she a girl. So she she, can't, she girl. has to weigh in on this. It's yeah, crazy. Like... Yeah, and it, it, it almost it's seems like, like... I, no, let me give you this other detail. It almost seems like an R. Kelly situation because he had videotaped, had her sit and watch the videotape. And told her, told her that he needed to learn what they were doing. (gasps) Oh, no, 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 no. And am I right in assuming that there was like this from her perspective, this was not discussed? Like it wasn't discussed. This was not her. Yeah, this was not her saying, oh, honey, I want to learn new techniques. This was just him bringing it to her, like, you need to do this. Yes, and she said she was doing it. She said mm-hmm. she was absolutely obsessed with And she mentioned, like, I, learned, I knew those women's bodies more than I knew my own body. Oh, oh. And she Talk breaks down, that. Chris. She breaks down and cries in the interview. I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, this is really something. She needs, mm-hmm. she really needs treatment. To help process. I mean, she somebody who Absolutely. goes through something like that. And and you know, the thing is, is that when you root help, oh, geez, it, it really is <laughs> know, an awful thing. Start? Because it really what is. is it going to do? Because I see this a lot with my couples. Things like that, what it does, it makes you feel like you are inadequate. 
as a exactly. mother, as a wife, it makes you feel like you are inadequate in the bedroom. Because it's That's like right. if I was if I was right. giving him everything that he needed, if I was it's not even just he or she. This is spouse. I've seen this where women have cheated and men start to feel the same way when they have been deceived in this way. They they're the psychological impact of an affair is oh my goodness, there must have been something wrong with me. Or why would exactly. my spouse have to seek outside relationship? Exactly. And that's and then, where the depression comes in. Go ahead. Exactly. And that, yes, exactly. Because she internalized that. She yeah. internalized that stuff. It didn't matter what other messages that she was getting that talked about or that gave her the message that she's a good mother or she she's a beautiful woman she was that just the action alone gave her that message that she's inadequate and and that's the thing too like about therapy you know getting in there because i'm wondering you said you started out saying that this man is out there giving therapy or therapeutic advice yeah to people and has a following but what does that mean like is he's talking about things that seem more from the woman's perspective but is it all talk he's clearly not walking the talk right yeah exactly he was online yeah yeah no go ahead he has his own wife at home suffering and he is turning around. Where is the integrity in that talk? Where is the integrity in his word? And again, like if you have an agreement in your marriage or in your relationship that is going to be open, okay, cool. You know, that's, that's more healthy or that is the healthiest version if you're going to go that route or you have an agreement between both parties, but him going to do his thing and she doesn't know, or she knows, and then she has no voice. No, of course that's going to lead to depression because how else would you feel? How else could a woman feel when her man, her partner, her life partner is turning away from the marriage and seeking other avenues beside you know in lieu of her and then where is where's that fatherly i'm sorry alicia i think you were about to say something but go ahead no no you get on it Mm -hmm. where's that fatherly piece you know where's the piece like we talked about she's likely thinking about or women typically think about in terms of holding the family together, where is his mind in thinking about those children? Where were those children when he's bringing these other women in the house? How did he respond if those children saw what was happening? But also, what about the fact that you are impacting the mother of these children? Yes. Who, who is you know, part of the team raising these children and and internalizing these feelings. Like depression is real. And 
depression, a, a, a mother who is dealing with depression, we're kidding ourselves if we don't think that has some impact on their children. How could it not? How could it not How have could, an impact? Yes. Exactly. You know, How could the kids it not know. have an impact? The, the kids know. The kids know. Something's wrong with mommy. What's happening? Something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with mommy. They they know. Exactly. They know. And, and you know what? Mm -hmm. I feel... Oh, no. Go ahead, Alicia. No, no. I'm you sorry. go. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, and you know, people think, oh, you know, kids are young. They ain't paying attention. But I honestly believe, especially the younger children, when they're still learning their verbal, like, vocabulary and, you know, what they will lean towards or pick up from the beginning is the nonverbal behaviors. Even when these babies don't even know how to talk, they know how our nonverbal behaviors are. So they're picking up on her nonverbal. She might be sitting there saying, yes, honey, I'm fine. But they know she's not fine. And where was, where is he in that situation? Where is his accountability in that situation? Exactly. I mean, it almost seems like, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, we haven't interviewed him or anything, but to True. really need all of those women like that rotating in and out. I mean, that's something you look like, who. This is somebody that needs to deal with some big issues with sex addiction, you know. And I agree. You know, uh huh. I agree. And you know, let's like you said, let's take it off of him. We ain't trying to gossip about him, but let's talk about that. Like these men who prefer to have more than one person, more than one woman, one woman in their life, right? They want a multiple women. Okay, again. I go back to if you if you're that man, but you embark on a relationship, have you discussed with your partner what that feels like? What is that about? Um, yeah. You know, do, do are they in agreement? Um, do they are they in agreement with having an open relationship? And honestly, Alicia. I feel like a lot of times men are not willing to go there with their life partner if they have that urge to have multiple women to allow the woman to have multiple partners. She may or may not. <laughs> but did you allow that? Did you have a discussion? If like one let me back up. If 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 we're talking about friends, two friends, you would never betray that trust. Or you, you're less likely, let me not go to absolutes like never, but you're less likely to betray the trust of a friend, but you're going to betray the trust of your life partner? Wow. Because I feel like a lot of times you will betray this. I don't think there's this concept of understanding you are betraying the trust of your life partner. And that is so basic. It's one of the fundamentals, <sighs> right, of a relationship. So now you've broken my trust and it's a lot harder to regain the trust than it, than it was to get it in the first place. Right. Chris, that's so spot on like that losing that trust. I'm going to tell you um, in, in my practice, um, I've, I've worked with couples for a year, a solid year, Chris, 
meeting every week just to go through the painful process of of exploring what happened with um, that all of the things that led up to the infidelity and the aftermath. And we're in this age of social media and so many people are now being exposed to so much more because there's a record of everything. Like it's even better. It's better when you just don't know, you know, but because there's this like, it's hard to like escape. You're like, oh my God, I read all the messages when before there was no evidence. So it's even more devastating now because you now have a visual for many people like she does of all of this. So it has really become really something. And, you know, you can, I think what happened with her is that she lost her self-respect and, and that's an emotional response to an affair is to lose your self-respect and to feel like you have to do all of these things to make it better because you, again, internalize it and think it's your fault. And that's what this a wonderful illustration of what she talked about in that interview about all of the things she did. She wasn't even being herself. She was being what she thought she needed to be to keep him. And she hadn't realized that it's not her fault. Yes. Yes. That it he was sense. the one. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. That he was the one. Yeah. He was the one. And she was angry. She really was angry with her husband. She was angry with Derek. And she couldn't express it because a lot of women are told not to. And I think some of that religious stuff can is wonderful, but at the same time, it can be used to suppress how you really feel. And what she did was turn it in on herself. That anger got yes. turned in on herself as depression. There is something wrong with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really, he's the one that's sick. Absolutely. And she, I mean, you know, he, mm-hmm, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. no, go ahead. And, no, I was going to say there's somebody in the chat here, Delisha. I love that name, Delisha, because I'm Alicia and she's Delisha. Anyway, she made name. a really good she made a really good point. She said there were probably red flags from the beginning. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic, right? <laughs> Oh, that's a whole other topic, you know, um, on the way when you're trying to let people know about the red flags. Oh, Lord, yeah. when I see when I saw that message from her, I was like, ouch, because like every relationship I ever been in where it's failed, I always go back to the beginning. <laughs> I'm like, why did I pay attention to this? Yes. Yes, I, I think we all share that experience. We are all guilty of this thing. It, yes, men or women, you know, we be seeing red flags. And we're like, no, no, it's all good. We talk it's ourselves into it. But he, he or she, you know, they do this, they do that. Oh, we didn't mean much. It was just one, 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 one time. You know, so I get that. Like, okay. There were probably red flags. And you know what's interesting is that her name is Denia. And it seems like she was in denial <laughs> okay, <laughs> about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like she her she living up to her name in a sense because what did she ignore? And I think like if she hopefully she gets some therapy, hopefully her therapist will deconstruct yeah. this entire relationship and yeah. she could walk away feeling whole. But there must be a discussion on what did you notice early on that you should have 
paid attention to that you didn't because if she doesn't do this very important process, she will remain in denial and she will go yep. and she'll meet somebody else. And next thing you know, she's going to be like, wow, this happened again. There's women coming in and out of the house. How am I back in the same situation I was in before? Oh, preach, girl. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Like, you know, one of the things that um, I love about learning is to take that perspective of you're always learning in life. So in that, from that perspective, you can make mistakes. Okay, there. I think all of us can agree that, you know, we've made mistakes and we didn't know. But now, you know, and if you and if she in her perspective, in her, in her situation can get therapy, you're absolutely right. She's going to learn those red flags. Okay, she's going to she's going to understand not only what the trigger was. Or what that red flag, you know, how that red flag appeared, but how she reacted to it, you know, how that pivotal point where she made that decision to say, I'm going to ignore it. Mm -hmm. And and that's where therapy, I think, can be helpful. And but even more so not to just tell therapy, but I have to say at the same time, again, we're not just talking about healing this woman, but healing the family, the children that she has that family unit you know it happened to her she mm -hmm. is the person that bears the brunt of the pain uh but the fact the fact of family unit right yeah yeah and uh, you know i do think about the fact that there are children here these are real live people you know exactly who, who are going to grow up and realize, oh my God, my parents are famous for this thing, <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm going to be able to look it up and see I, it in the news. Yeah. I mean, they can actually pull the videos down when they get old enough. And it reminds me of like, did you see the new Kanye West thing <laughs> that's going on where he, uh, apparently there was some video about Kim Kardashian saying that Kanye West is going around talking about her sex tape and how um, he's the, he are saying things about her. And she is like, this could be potentially damaging to the children, you know, and she was mm -hmm. kind of talking to him about, you know, can we just try to be cordial and nice to each other? Because it's, the kids are getting older and they're starting to get wind of some things or she doesn't even want to have them damaged because, I mean, say what you want about Kim Kardashian. Those children are very well connected to her. Like she, Absolutely. from what I can see, she takes very good care of those kids. Like they living their best life on TikTok and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So especially the oldest one. And you can see that there's a trill. Cause I do watch, I, I've watched parts of keeping up with Kardashians. You know, I watch parts of their show or whatever. And it really, I mean, they really love those kids and those kids love their mother. And, you know, that's mm -hmm. part of you. You, I think like parents need to understand that. And I think this went back to a comment that was made earlier. Uh, this gentleman in here, I know, I remember who he is, James Sharp. Anyway, thanks you, James. I don't know if James still in here, but James was like, why would she go <laughs> and do this podcast and spread all this information out there now? Like, it's a great teaching tool for us to kind of talk about it and learn from it. But at the same time, mm -hmm. she just did a big tell all 
and was just airing all the dirty laundry. Like some of the stuff she talked about, it was real cringy. Like, whoa, oh. it was like unbelievable. Like I would hate because now I'm sort of kind of public, <laughs> you know, I would yes. hate for like an ex to get on here and start telling all my business true or not true, Absolutely. you know, like it leaves yourself open for that. So I agree with, with him about like, just getting, and Boyce felt the same way too. Boyce was like, Alicia, you ain't got to worry about me. I am not going to, if anything happens between us, he's, I am not going to get online and talk shit about you. <laughs> it's like, cause it's, Absolutely. it's, it's really silly, you know? So we have that sort of trust with each other that we won't do that. Right. I mean, I know his, I know him very well. He knows me that we're intimate. Right. We're married to each other. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, you just, there's yeah. just, there's just some things that the public don't need to know. And, and we were talking about that, like Will and Jada, we were like, they just divulged way too much. <laughs> you know, we were all like, we like yeah. your red table talk, but do we need to talk? Do we need to hear about everything happening in your relationship and in your family? Like it, it got to be too much. So you, it, it's really something that you need to try to like be conscious of not using. And I think this is what happens a lot is that people use social media as a weapon against, yes. right, against the somebody that they're mad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I have two thoughts about that. Um, one, I have been a person that throughout my life, even before we got our degrees, um, that I've always looked to other people's experiences. What you know, what happened to you? How did you deal with this? What was your perspective? And so I do think there is some value in learning, but yeah, there is a boundary. Um, particularly I think for people, you know, there see, this is where social media comes in. You hear a snippet. You can't follow up with questions. I mean, you can try, like, in the chat or, you know, um, calling in or whatever. But, you know, is there the, the follow-up where you can talk about this? But then there's the, also the part that you talked about, which is, okay, this is forever kind of available in the universe, if you will, for your children to later see. And there's something to be said about that. Like, um, you know, I think we need to protect children from certain details. Um, But also there's certain things that, you know, when you go into therapy, that stuff is very private. And the reason is part of therapy is allowing that safe place to be vulnerable. Well, you're not going to be judged. You put that stuff on social media, you're going to be judged. These are not therapists that are responding to you, right? Um, Social media is not therapy. (laughs) No. No. You're going to get judgment. You know, we can, like, going back to Kim Kardashian, I mean, you will get judgment every which way. These people are not therapists. They're not trying to tell you what's good for you. They just might be judging you. And where are they coming from? Where is our, they're not necessarily always going to come from the point of helping you learn and see like different choices you can make. Or even like in, in that woman's situation that you talked about, just even understanding like, no girl, that wasn't you. 
you yes. you know you should not be internalizing that and 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 yes. for a woman like her i even bleed out a lot of empathy for her because you put that stuff out there and you're gonna have people hitting you left and right oh you should have known okay we i think we can all say there have been experiences in our life where we should have known okay <laughs> then can we learn from it and and the fact of the matter is we can't always learn in like in her situation if you fully internalize the message that you were getting from your life partner that person you trust that you trust with your life and you of course you're going to internalize like i trust him with my life i trust him to have children with him i trust this man and so what he's speaking or what he his actions must be real they must be indicative of who i am as a person and you got no other things telling you or correcting you that uh there is a boundary there there is a boundary there that you should not be internalizing that if you don't have the therapeutic help or you're just looking for people who are unskilled on social media trying to tell you one way or another girl you're gonna end up that woman who's internalized it and beating her down, beating herself down internally over and over and over again. Yes. And, and shoot, we can talk about how that manifests in so many ways. I mean, I hope people out there can understand or, or um, kind of tap into that moment or those moments. If, if there's more than one, that they've had where they're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Okay, you wish you wouldn't have done that. So you do better next time. But there's no sense in beating yourself up. But if you have no one else to be there for you, to, to, to say that, to help you move forward, to correct you on this false interpretation or false perception of yourself, what are you left with? Wow. You know? And, yeah, it, I mean, it's and crushing. It, like, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking about some of my couples that have gone through this. It's the most crushing thing that can happen. Like, you're going along your life and you think everything is fine. And then in an instant, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, and yes. it throws yes. everything into question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think some of these people that I work with, a lot of times they have PTSD. Like serious post-traumatic stress disorder, symptoms of it, mm. you know, where they can't stop thinking about it. And I have to say, listen, how many hours a day are you thinking about this situation? You know, what is it that you need to do? And it is, it's, it's really devastating to hear, you know, I think about it every waking hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because and, and, the closer mm-hmm. it is, I, th- I feel like the closer yeah. it is to your core, of who you are okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna argue that our the role as wife or husband mother father those are very close to our core of who we are and as wife and husband and you are internalizing the thought of i'm a crappy partner i'm a crappy spouse because he keeps, he or she keeps looking outside of the marriage. Mm. 
um, how far can you go? You're stuck at that point, right? You're you're going to yeah. be cycling through, um, which includes depression, anger. You're going to be cycling cycling through these emotions that will continue to keep you stuck in that moment. And again, what is the impact on the children when they oh see their goodness. mama? Yeah, they see their mama stuck in this. And then what about, this is something that's come to my mind several times before this issue. What about those daughters Mm. that are seeing Mm -hmm. this happen to their mothers? What is the message that they're receiving? That this is okay? (sighs) And and how so, and, and they could react to it one of two ways. They could say, they could either join in, you know, with yep. it and say, yes, it is okay, or they could mm-hmm. be totally turned off by it and never trust a man. Exactly. Because it's like my father picked these women over my mother, and my mother is half of me. So if there must have been something wrong with my mother. This is unconscious stuff, right? There must be something wrong with my mother or my father would have picked my mother over these women. And then therefore there must be something wrong with me because I'm half of her. That's right. That's right. And And then that would mean, and if you go to opposite direction, then, you know, you you could even, if you get upset with your father and say, there's something wrong with my dad for doing this then I'm half of my dad. So there must be something wrong with me. <laughs> no matter what it is, whoever you, know, you identify with, you can't identify, can't not identify with your parents. So when you, you go through so something right. like that, there's just like, these people are flawed in a way that's really damaging to each other. And therefore I'm going to soak that up. So how could the kids not soak this up? No, you're right. You know what? Then thank you for correcting me. I don't know yeah. if you meant to, but oh, did I? I didn't even know I did not that. Just a, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know that you meant to, but yeah, no. When I listen to you, it's exactly right. It's not just the girls; it's the men. It's the sons too. The that sons, are gonna have yeah. this impact. You know, um, again, one of the things I learned is that a lot of times the first place we go to when we think uh, or are in a relationship, and again, I think it's unconscious, like you, or at best subconscious, like you were saying, we're, we're mimicking what we saw, oh my what God. we have seen. Okay, so, you know, these children are not being set up for success. And, and that's, that's a problem. Because um, our children are our future. I hate you to know, be like, you know. <laughs> Chris, you're saying some really good stuff, but we have been talking for 58 minutes. <laughs> and oh my goodness, is that that I don't fast. even want, I know, and I don't want to go over an hour. Um, so listen, we got one minute left. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to us. We'll come back on and have these good conversations. These children internalize it, and that's how we perpetuate all of these things. You've been listening to Dr. Alicia and Dr. Dr. Chris, and I just want to thank everybody for uh, for listening in. We had a good conversation about infidelity, how it affects the family. Uh, be sure to join us. We'll have more conversations like this. Uh, we were getting really deep here, but we gotta 
we got to close it down. But Chris, I'll be back. We're going to talk next week. I, I, I just enjoy talking to, to you. <laughs> oh, same, same. Oh, same yeah. here. Some good talk. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Sky Love, bye, and everybody for joining us. Okay. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye.